0: Hello and welcome to Raffy's Roundup. I'm, of your host, Rafi. This is the official podcast of ThePanelBiter.com. And uh, on this show, I talk about whatever it is I feel like talking about. It's been a long time since I've done one of these solo podcasts. Um, it has been no secret that my uploading has become uh, m- way more occasional than it's ever been. I pretty much post a podcast twice a month now. Um, I want to clear the air and talk about a few things that you guys, um, leading up to the end of this year and just kind of talk about, you know, what's been going on, what's going to be happening going forward and what you can expect from the panel biter. So the first thing, uh, we should probably talk about here. Uh, I'm I'm going to be taking a hiatus, um, at the end of the year after December, um, I'm not gonna do a lot of podcasting anymore. The, the plan was always that I would do one more year of, you know, podcasting, other than the movie reviews, because the movie and TV reviews are a bit easier. It's like, you know, I'm gonna watch these things regardless, and i might as well get my thoughts on them. That was gonna happen one way or the other. But, Stuff like the Com Buffet and, you know, the the Digimon podcasts, the Mon Pod, like, you know, other stuff that I do, even the even the Rafi reviews, it's all stuff that I wanted to put myself into I wanted to put myself into it creatively speaking. Which is why this year is the first year where every episode of the Com Buffet um has been, first of all, edited at all. I, I didn't used to edit these. And secondly, every episode of the Comba Fay this year has been on YouTube. I've, I've put together YouTube videos. And, you know, I'm very happy to have seen people um, watch those videos. You know, I see comments, I see people subscribing to the Panel Biter. That's really awesome. Um, I don't know, it, it tells me that there is, there is some merit to continuing podcasting the, the way that we're doing it. And, you know even regardless of uh, having subscribers and getting comments and likes and stuff and, and views, um, just looking at the podcasts I've done and the videos I've put up, uh, I am very proud of the work that's been that's been done here. Um, it's been a really good process experience I guess you know to, to do the combuffet buffet the way that we're doing it right now where every week I'm with uh, a different group of people. And that's just been terrific. You know, being able to share these comic book stories with my mom and my dad and my brothers and my friends. It's been really good. And and it's, it's reminded me just how far of a net I have, socially speaking. And I, I just, it's, it's really nice. Because so much of my identity is comic books, like, that is my pop culture, you know, rock. And being able to share that with people and explain why it means so much to me. It's been really good. I... if I had a choice, this is how I would do the Comic Buffet. Like, forever. It's just... Getting people in, doing a video, you know, putting it together, throwing it on YouTube. Just just editing the audio has been really nice, too. Being able to kind of cut around dead air. So, I want to talk about the, uh, the last three, right? The episodes for uh, October, November, and December. For October, um, we're, we're going to be talking about uh, Justice League International, Volume 3, by Keith Keith Giffen, J.M.D. Mateus, and Kevin McGuire. Um, I like the Justice League International a lot. This is the more comedic uh, Justice League team with Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, Guy Gardner. Um... We've done Justice League stories before, obviously not this year, but I really wanted to cover this team of characters, but on that episode, um, if everything goes correctly, I should be getting Seth and, uh, his girlfriend Emily on, um, and that'll be good, we haven't had Emily on the podcast in a long time, and, uh, Seth is always a good time, he actually had to leave halfway through, um, Spider-Man Life Story, so hopefully this will sort of make up for that, but, um... Yeah, so that's going to be October. Originally, October was going to be the December book, but uh, due to some medical issues with people, I had to switch some stuff around. Um, This one's definitely in the cards. We haven't really scheduled it yet, but it it should be coming out in November. Um, I'm going to be covering Howard the Duck, Volume 4, which is written by Chip Zdarsky. Um, I'm going to be covering that with my friends Andy and Emily, again, if that goes the way it should. Um, Howard the Duck is a character from Marvel that I enjoy a whole lot. Um, I think he's funny. I think, you know, there's some interesting kind of background to him and how he fits into the rest of the Marvel Universe. Um, and I'm never going to get tired about talking about a Chip Zdarsky book. I love that guy. He, he definitely, you know, made Howard the Duck funny aside from just being a talking duck. Um, and then in December, the last comic buffet of the year, is going to be Uncanny X-Men, Volume 4, written by Colin Bunn. Uh, for this episode, it's going to be me, it's going to be Justin, it's going to be Connor, the uh, original three from the beginning of this year. Um, we started the year by talking about a Batman team book. We're going to end the year with an X-Men team book. This is an X-Men team led by Magneto. It's a bit more of an anti-hero team. It's a super cool book that came out just before the X-Men went on their like, Immortal Island escapades, like, The X-Men are completely different now in the comics, and this book comes out, like, right before, um, things get reworked, so I think it's a really good book, and I, I didn't want to, you know, do one more year of this without covering an X-Men book, and this one is one that I personally enjoy a lot, so. That is going to be the next three episodes, uh, again, these are going to come out kind of infrequent, I've tried to, I have tried to release these episodes at the beginning of every month, but. It may vary based on people's scheduling. Um, The other podcast that you can look forward to is The Mon Pod. This is a podcast I started with Max uh, very recently. It's an idea I've been sitting on for a little while now. Uh, The idea is that we're going to cover basically shows and or franchises that have been sort of accused of being Pokemon ripoffs or Pokemon pastiches or Pokemon rivals, that kind of thing. Um, Essentially, we're covering Digimon... Um, Monster Rancher, Metabots, and uh, Fighting Foodons, which is the one I'm really excited to talk about. But um, we're just going to talk about these franchises and see how similar they are to Pokemon, how different they are, and kind of have our own takeaway from them based on their first episodes of their shows, because, of course, all of these had shows. Um, I I think originally the Mon Pod was going to be a lot longer there were a lot more examples of what i considered to be like pokemon competitors um and as far as like where the idea even came from i i couldn't tell you i knew that i wanted to talk about not just pokemon but like that genre that sort of monster capture monster training um genre of anime and video games because me personally like i again half of the identity i've made on the panel biter has been digimon stuff I am also a huge Pokemon fan. So stuff like Metabots and Monster Rancher, it makes me curious and I kind of want to know more about it. So I just wanted to have that experience with somebody. And Max is a friend of mine who, you know, equally is into Pokemon and, and everything else is kind of a curiosity to him. So I think it would be fun to sort of experience these things with him. Again, if I was podcasting into next year, there might be more episodes of that. Or the format of it might change entirely. We might just cover Pokemon episodes or something. But um, as it stands, like the Mon Pod is just this short project I want to work on. I knew going into this year, along with the Com I wanted to have little series like here and there, like little podcast series that I would work on. You know, because aside from the movie reviews and Raffy roundups like we're doing right now, the combuffet was really the only constant. You know, um, I, I wasn't doing the, um, the panel pitch, which is a show I I really used to love to do. Um, you know, the, the Digimon tabletop stuff became kind of infrequent because of scheduling. And, uh, you know, I I tried other projects. There was a a two episode series that it meant to be 10 episodes, but it was a two episode series where Seth and I would talk about Ben 10 aliens. And again, because of scheduling and stuff that really didn't stretch out the way that we wanted it to. Um, but yeah, that's the basic idea. I want I wanted to do some mini series and every time I I tried they just didn't really work or, or again, time constraints. That's time and scheduling and partly motivation and you know, it didn't help that everyone's overworked this year. So, you know, that's why the MonPod is gonna be a shorter series and it's why it's gonna come out, you know, over the course of this end of the year, basically um and then of course movie reviews you can expect those uh at the time of recording we're moving into October so i think Black Adam is coming out the 21st you will get the last three combo phase on you know all of the podcasting platforms and on YouTube uh you will get the mon pod which is going to strictly be a um an audio uh podcast uh you may or may not get okay now we're getting to the may or may not <laughs> okay You will get the last three combo phase. You will get the last three Mon Pods. Um, You will get movie reviews. And you'll probably get one more signing off of like a Rafi roundup by the end of the year. right? Some maybes. You might get some Christmas content when we get to that part of the year. Um, You might get a little bit more Rafi reviews depending on or I guess Rafi's roundup depending on the time. You may get some more rapid reviews based on some stuff that I have watched and I want to talk about. Um, I would say most of the big projects, most of the ones I want to focus on are definitely going to happen, okay? But, with all that being said, I think we should probably talk about the why. So, the hiatus, okay? Um, it, it's, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm on my computer right now. And on the corner, I have a date, like, on a sticky note, basically, to always remind me how how long we've been at this. Now, my first... The first episode of The Com Buffet was in August... It was August 11th, 2015. It is now... A little over seven years later, and like that's just the first episode of the Comp Buffet. I know I was recording podcasts a little bit before that, and I know that I had created the Panel Biter uh, blog uh, maybe like a year prior to podcasting. I, I created the blog because I had a creative writing class, and that was part of the project was creating a blog and writing about something that you're interested in. And the Panel Biter just kind of took off from there. Um the website is still up if you want to go visit it it's panelbiter.blogspot.com I haven't written and uploaded something anything there in a very long time um but it is where I used to just do a lot of my writing a lot of you know my opinions on characters facts about characters research and and explorations of certain topics it was fun for a long it was fun for a while uh, I just time and motivation just kind of killed that for me, and I didn't want to write on there anymore. But I wanted to move it over to the podcasting, because that's, you know, that was where all the fun was coming from. It was a whole thing. But, yeah, so... I would say it's probably been more like eight or nine years. Let's say eight, just to be safe. Um, Yeah, I've been doing this for eight years. When I started, I was like 19 or 20. And... It's just been so different between all those years, you know. That's that's almost a decade of my life I've tried to be and it, i I stress to say this, but be like an online entertainment source, whether it's through writing or podcasting or, or YouTube videos. You know, when this started, you know, it was me, Justin, Connor and one other person who isn't a part of our lives anymore. And as time went on, it was like, you know, we would have people on the show who just wouldn't stick around. I don't want to say wouldn't stick around, because that sounds kind of bad. But, like, if you've been listening to this podcast from the start, you'll know that there were people who were brought in maybe once or twice and then weren't in it anymore. And a lot of that was me just kind of testing the waters, you know. I knew for a long time that there were people I could sort of depend on to record with, you know, Connor and Justin, my brother, Bennett, Seth and David were like that. Max was one of those people. And, you know, J- uh, Justin Connor and Max were also like my people for the Digimon tabletop. Seth was someone that I did the weekly flip with. David was part of that for a very long time too. And, you know, just, I, I guess while we're talking about it and, and airing it all out like doing that much podcasting had a big effect on my life both positively and negatively um i think with justin and connor there was enough space between all these recordings because when we started it was like i think every week but it, we sort of treated it as a hangout session and so it, it it felt fine to do that sort of thing you know it didn't feel like we were just meeting up to record a podcast um and then when there was sort of a, a break with them and there wasn't as much, like, time or, or place to meet up and then record, I would record with Seth and David. And I know, you know, from the horse's mouth that for, for them, it, it felt like I was hanging out with them just to record. And I was showing up early and, you know, I was doing the podcast with them and then sticking around for, like, an hour and then heading out, like, I... I, I, I'm i sure you know now they would tell me otherwise but I don't think I was a very good friend during that period and I know that the time of like you know th- there was a distance created I think between me and Seth because I was so focused on doing the podcast that I really didn't think about how my attention was being spent and how it was affecting people and you know Seth is one of my best friends And the last thing I want to do is make him or anyone else I'm close to feel like I'm not genuinely hanging out with them because we're friends, you know? I don't want people thinking that I'm only interested in being around them for some sort of, you know, entertainment value or or monetary gain or or just, you know, for my sake, for my hobby. That's never something I want to do. And I, I want to be the kind of friends that, the kind of friend that, you know, can just be around for no reason or just be around to be around, you know? and I I don't think I'm a very dependable person, or a reliable person, if I can't be that kind of friend, you know, if I can't be the kind of person who, you know, you can sort of trust will, will be around you for, for the right reasons, and, you know, in a way, I feel sort of responsible, because I, like, you know, I love recording podcasts with Seth, Seth is so freaking funny, he's, you know, I don't want to make favorites out of anybody, but, you know, recording with Seth is is completely unlike recording with my other friends. And, again, that's... I can say the same thing about, like, Connor. Connor, recording with him is completely different from recording with David. Recording with David is completely different from recording with Justin. Like, everyone I record with, I love recording with. There's nobody that I don't like to record with. But Seth, like, if there was anyone I would, like want to be a co-host every week it, it would be him he's so funny and quick and you know when the moment calls for it he can have a serious conversation with you and just just the idea that I could have really fucked up that friendship and that I could have created a distance because I wanted to do this like right? this the silly stupid art thing that is you know just me talking about comic books and shit like that. I, I would not want to ruin a good friendship over this, you know? So, you know, that's where it's affected me negatively. Positively, I think I wear that on my sleeve all the time. It's been good to have these podcasts with people and these experiences and, and just, you know, I don't know, because I'm a very solitary kind of person. I'm, I'm not very good about making plans or hanging out with people. I don't think I'd be as social if I didn't have this podcast, if I didn't start it, you know. I I don't know if I'd hang out with Justin and Connor as much, or Seth, or anyone, if I never, you know, tried to be a successful podcaster. And, you know, shot in the arm, another reason for the hiatus, I'm not successful in podcasting. Um, Again, I've been doing this for eight years. I've switched, you know, I've been on Podbean, and then I switched over to Anchor, and then, you know, we're still here, we're still on Anchor, but, like, multiple, you know, recording apps and, you know, different formats like YouTube and and Spotify and stuff, things have changed. I've spent money on this. Um, The, one of the few things that's never changed is my recording. I'm using the same iPad I started with, the same Opinion recording app that I started with. Opinion is so old, you can't re-download it. It's just too old. And I still have it on this iPad, and I still use it to upload to a Google Drive, and I put the Google Drive on, um, on Anchor.com, which spreads it on Spotify and stuff like that. Like, every little improvement I've thought that I made hasn't been enough. And maybe, you know, it's a matter of advertising or getting, getting it out there. I have the Facebook page, and I have the Twitter and like you know, the the Facebook page for the panel biter. I'm a I'm, I try to be active on. I try to link stuff when, when a new podcast comes out. But you know, life went on and life got busy. I got married. I got a house. I got a dog. I have a job. You know, and, and now I'm at a point where there are these other creative avenues that I want to you know go for, and there are these other sources of time that I, that that are sort of demanded of me, and I just don't. I don't have the freedom or the energy, you know, or anything like that to continue podcasting the way that I probably wanted to, and the thing is, like, when, when, at at the points in my life where not podcasting was becoming an option, the reason was always, it's not very successful... You're sort of putting time into something that you're not getting money from. You're not getting a bigger fandom from. When all of that was a factor, the thing I kept telling myself was, "Well, you're doing it for yourself. You're doing it for you know you and your friends. It's a fun. Ho- it's a hobby. It's a side thing." And it's like you know, I don't have as much fun with it when I'm not doing it with other people. And the fact of the matter is, it's it's really hard to record with people nowadays. Like. People have plans, people have jobs, people are busy. And it's like, you know, if I'm putting this much energy into trying to make plans with people so that I can feel like, you know, this is working, this is successful, this is what I want to do forever. And like, I only feel that, you know, an hour every month. Like, if I'm only positive that I want to be a podcaster an hour every month after putting time into scheduling and rereading a book and writing down notes, and then putting it on YouTube, and then, like, editing a thing together, if it's all of that effort for an hour of feeling happy, and feeling like this is going to work, I don't think it's worth it, especially when the rest of the time out of the month, there are other things that make me feel fulfilled. Like, I love writing. I love spending time with my friends and my family. You know, I love having a house, and, you know, it's so hard to have time for myself these days, so it's like, you know, why convert any of that free time into something that's not gonna make me happy for a majority of the time? Like I I have to work to make money to support myself. I don't like to work. But with podcasting, it's like most of the time, like I, I don't like it until it's happening. So I I, I don't know if it's right for me to keep doing it and I also don't know if it's right for me to string people along either I know my fan base isn't huge you know I know there are a couple people people out there that listen to all my podcasts and stuff but you know I was just talking to my cousin the other day and he was asking you know he was asking about it he was like oh do you still do podcasts and I was like yeah I've been doing it for like nine years like what really like how come like, I never hear about it, and it's, you know, it's, clearly, I don't feel enthused about it enough to hand out business cards, or putting on my, my Facebook page, or or whatever, like, it's, you know, it's a part of my life that doesn't, that doesn't show, you know, people talk to me now about things that I'm doing that aren't podcasting, and I'm so enthusiastic about these other things, but when it comes to the podcast, it's like, yeah, no, I do that, you know, and I, I don't, I don't want to keep doing this if I'm not enthused for it. And I also don't want to give people podcasts that are coming from an unenthused place. I feel like I've bitched and moaned about podcasting, you know, for this, you know, last couple of years. I've, I've talked about, like, not doing this or quitting or the problem with doing it. And, and like, I don't, I don't want to be that person. Because I wouldn't listen to a podcaster who spent half the time talking about how they don't like doing podcasts... Or how hard it is to do a podcast. I don't want to listen to someone bitch and moan about that. So why should I expect you guys or anyone else to, you know, fold into it and be like, oh yeah, this is the shit I like, you know? I I don't want to be that person. So, you know, and I'm also just too, like, I'm not confident enough to say I'm done podcasting forever, right? I'm going to delete the app, I'm going to throw the iPad away and that'll be that, and, you know, I'll, I'll take down the PanelBiter blog, I'll take down the PanelBiter Facebook page, you know, I'll rename the Twitter, whatever, like, like, I'm not ready to do any of that stuff, I'm not ready to get rid of the Facebook page, I'm not ready to change my Twitter handle, I'm not ready to, you know, not take notes when I watch a comic book show or movie, and, you know, because those, at that point, it's just going to be in me, you know, I'm just going to be thinking about those things, so I, I need outlets for certain things, and in terms of, like, comic book stuff, I want to still have the outlet, I just don't want any of the pressure of, of being consistently active, you know? So, you know, a lot of that is why the hiatus needs to happen. It also needs to happen because, like, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed with so much, you know, again, like, I... I, I feel overworked, I feel like, you know, I'm spending a lot of time working on stuff in the house, and I, I want to be able to see my family, and have my alone time, and spend time with Macy, obviously, and, you know, it, it's like, I just don't feel like I have time for the podcast, and any time I do have that's personal, I want to put towards other projects, like, the, the panel biter, as long, as well as, like, tabletops and stuff, like, it's, it's where my creativity goes and I want to change that. You know, I'm, I'm taking the next year off from podcasting for the most part, you know, with, with some exceptions, but I'm doing that so that hopefully I can take all of that creativity and that, like that need to create something and put it towards a project that I am, I'm now more confident in, um, which is my writing. And that's even saying that is kind of a, a hill to climb because it's like, all right, I spent the last nine years doing podcasting and that was my creative outlet. It wasn't getting me anywhere. Let's let's try writing. Let's try being a pub, like publishing books and being a self publisher, um, and let's see how far that can go. You know, who knows? Maybe in nine years I'll give that up and I'll go back to podcasting or I'll go into you know TV directing or something or, or having a radio show. Like, when it comes to, like, jobs, like, like typical jobs, I jump around a lot. I It's hard for me to find a place to stay. And I'm worried that... Because the thought in my head was always, I don't need to be super confident about what kind of job I have, because I know I want to be a writer, and I know that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. But if podcasting didn't work, and if writing doesn't work, I don't know what to do with myself like I need to I can't just have my life be going from job to job. You know, when people ask me what what I do, I I don't want to give them multiple answers. And I don't want to say like, well, I tried this, I tried that, and I tried this. Now I'm trying this. Cuz I also I've been on the other side. Like I've talked to people who, you know, one week will say, oh, I'm doing this, I'm loving this, and then, you know, a couple weeks later, it's like, well, that didn't work out, but I'm doing this now, and I love that, and it's good, you know, it's it's what I want to do in my life, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to be the person that changes and flip-flops where their life is going, or, you know, I don't want to be the person that acts like, oh, no, this is totally what I want to do, when in actuality, it's like, well, it's what I want to do this time, because last time, this other thing didn't work. I don't want to be that person, um, and that might come from a place of worrying how people look at me, But it might just come from a place of of fear in me that, like, the things I do aren't going to work. Writing has been my passion since middle school, since elementary school even. And at some point in time, I decided, like, that's what I want to do. I want to be a writer. I want to write novels. I want those novels to be turned into shows and movies and, and toys. And, you know, I want to inspire children to imagine and create and, and make stories the same way I was motivated and, and inspired by the stuff I was seeing as a kid, right? Like, I used to, (laughs) I used to watch, like, Batman Forever over and over again, and, like, yeah, it's a movie, but someone had to write that. Someone had to write and create the Riddler and Batman and Robin and all those characters, and, you know, creating those characters inspired so many other things, you know, I, I, I don't just want to be the person who creates something, and then it weaves out into a whole franchise, and it's, you know, an integral part of culture, like, that'd be nice, but more than anything, I want to inspire children the way that I was inspired, because it gave me something that was mine, right, because I wasn't a kid that was into sports, I wasn't a kid who was into music or anything like that, like, Like, my thing, my thing was was writing. My thing was, you know, stories and, and fiction and creativity. And I, like, it gave me something to attach to. And it also told me that I didn't need to be, like, for sports, you need to be athletically inclined. For music, you need to be rhythmic. For stories and writing, you just need to be creative. You just need to have an imagination. You just need to have something that you feel like you need to say and get out there. And I have so much of that in me. I I started writing poetry when I was in elementary school, and most of my poetry no matter what age I was has been so raw and emotional and melancholy, and I don't I know it comes from a place deep inside me, and the older I get, the easier it becomes to sort of tap into that place. But also the less special it feels because so much of my, like, so much of my, uh, literary identity is bringing out a sadness and bringing out that sadness in me. And it sounds, you know, upsetting. It sounds like I'm a miserable person. I, I don't think I am. I just think that that's my language. You know, my language is, you know, Emotional resonance and, and how it kind of sticks with people. And if I can create stories, and I have so many stories that I want to write that revolve around like fantasy and, you know, character emotions and growth and, and you know, stuff that doesn't exist that should and, and people that, you know, feel real, you know, I, I can't just say like, oh, I want to be a science fiction writer. Like, no, I, I want to create multiple kinds of stories. I want there to be something I've written that can relate to anybody and relates to everybody. Well, here, um, I wrote a book that I published on Amazon. It's called Pavement. Um, If you're having trouble finding it, you can look up my name, Raphael uh, John Ayala. It might come up there. Um, Otherwise, I will link it. It should be linked on the Facebook page, but I'll I'll relink it on there for people if they want to find it. Um, I will eventually put out a second edition of the book with just some of the font sizes and, uh, chapter layout kind of differently, but, um, yeah, I published Pavement, and a lot of my family bought it, a lot of my family friends bought it, a lot of friends of family bought the book, um, I think currently it's around, like, 30, 30 books have been, uh, bought, and I know a lot of people have it on their wish list as well. I have a couple free copies here to give away to family members that, you know, I want to give them away for free, I guess. But um, yeah, Pavement, I I don't think, I don't know if I'm going to talk about a lot of it right here, right now. Maybe I'll do a separate podcast where I talk about Pavement in more detail um, after enough time has passed, I guess. But Pavement is something that I have been working on for the last year. Um, When I started it, we were still at the apartment. And yeah, it's just... It's just a very personal story about someone who isn't satisfied with their life and they want to start over and you know they take advantage of the freedom that they're given and you know that's not to say i'm not un- I'm, that's not to say I'm unsatisfied or I want to start over or I don't like my life. I love my life, but I at a point in time before I had everything I have, the idea of starting over sounded like the best possible thing for me. Um, and then I'm, I'm working on a poetry book as well, that should be completed, it's just not published yet, um, it's called Stuck in My Head, and it's just a, a collection of, I don't know, 40 or 50 poems, 40 or 50 poems that I've written over, like, the last, I don't know, six or seven years, you know, I've been writing poems for a long time, but I, I took a lot of, like, recent ones that I like, and I put them in a book, and what <laughs> the nervous kind of uh, risque part is, so I wrote Stuck in My Head. It's not published yet. It's a poem book. It's It's got like 40 or 50 poems. After each poem is a couple paragraphs by me explaining where my headspace was at when I wrote the poem and what my opinions are on certain topics. And there's stuff in there about politics. There's stuff in there about, you know, living in Manchester there's stuff in there about love and loss and, and being in love with someone and being married and, and and having a new home. But there's a lot in there about family and my relationship with my mother and my father and, you know, my cousins and my aunts. There's a lot of stuff in there about family and about friends that I've sort of fallen out with. And a lot of it's personal. And I'm, and I'm sure a lot of it is going to get me phone calls and uh, emails and... Uh, part of me is scared about publishing that poem book and the other part of me is like i'm just ready to, i'm just ready to rip every bandaid off you know it's it's therapeutic writing po- poetry and being able to just get my feelings out there and be as truthful as i can be about something and it, and it helps me move on from things that have happened so if i can share that with people and if reading what i have to say can be relatable or it can be you know interesting or thought provoking like I want to do that like if my feelings can bring out any sense of relatability or empathy in somebody if it can draw an emotion from somebody that is something I want to provide that is that is my like gift that's my contribution I didn't go to trade school I didn't graduate college like this is what I have to give people are my feelings, and my thoughts, and, and my, my creativity, because I know I have it in me, and I I, I can't just keep it to myself, because if I do, I'll go crazy. <laughs> um, and then, currently, I'm, I'm writing another book. It's called uh, Damned If You Don't, and it's a paranormal detective story. It's about a private detective who shares his body with a demon, uh, and they're trying to locate and rescue... Um, this teenage boy uh, from a cult, right? And it's... Pavement Pavement might just be a one and done. I might do a sequel or a prequel to it. Um, but I know that I want Damned If You Don't to be some sort of series. Um, when I was in high school, the only books I read, like the only actual novels I read, were these detective novels uh, from Robert B. Parker who wrote about a detective named Spencer. So a lot of my inspiration, a lot of my, like, willingness to write a detective story, it comes from those Spencer books. I, I used to love reading those. So yeah, I published, um, I have a story that I, I'm going to publish, and I have a story that I'm working on that eventually will be published. And, you know, every time I have an idea for a book, I write it down somewhere, so that hopefully in the future I can write that story out, and and do something with it. Like the, the the goal is to sell out. The goal is to write these things and have studios want to make shows and movies off of them and then coast off of that, you know. I want I want what the what the lady that writes the Harry Potter books have. I want the woman I want what the girl that wrote Twilight, you know, what she has. George R. R. Martin, you know, stuff like that. Like I just I, I want to secure my life and the life of my loved ones off of just being a nerd and just writing about something that I'm passionate about, you know? That's what I want my thing to be. So if if the way to do that is cutting off a limb and saying maybe podcasting isn't for me anymore, then I don't think that's something I should hesitate to do. You know, for my sake, for the sake of my family and for the sake of you know, wanting to make something out of myself that isn't just a podcaster with 40 subscribers on youtube or something you know so hopefully in in this year's time when we come back you know hopefully i can come back and look at this and and think about how far i've come and you know maybe the process of being a successful writer will get me further than being a podcaster um I can only hope and wish and and try i have a really good support system i have a amazing wife who's helped me so much in this process of publishing and i just want to push harder and, and get myself out there more and with any luck you know you'll be reading pavement you'll be reading damned if you don't you'll have a stack of books with my name on them and and that's the goal and i hope that i can i can give you and other people you know something to spark that imagination so you know that being said um again in the near future there's a couple projects that we're going to be putting out a couple podcasts uh, a couple things that i'll be talking about on my own or i'll be talking about with other people and uh i hope you're looking forward to those projects Uh, as always thank you so much for supporting the panel biter and following along um we're going to ride it out for the rest of the year we got three more months until it's 2023 so please stay safe um Keep on supporting the Panel Biter. Follow us on Facebook and YouTube. And as always, thank you for listening. And I'll catch you guys next time. Goodbye.